welcome to the Intuitively Wild podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Levine. Living Intuitively Wild is about coming back home to ourselves. Here, we talk about how to live connected to ourselves, others, and nature, and make a commitment to radical authenticity, vulnerability, and acceptance. On this podcast, we delve into a wide range of topics that span the human experience. We peel back the layers and talk about the things that are often not talked about. This is a space for us all to walk and wander this path of life together. Let's dig into our roots and go deep. Hello, hi, welcome back to Intuitively Wild, the podcast. If you are listening to this the day it is released, it is the day before Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving, and that is what we are going to be talking about today. We are talking about Thanksgiving, and I think that, I hope that this episode will be really helpful for anyone who finds Thanksgiving or holidays or family dynamics sometimes tricky or sticky or complicated And I hope that this can serve as some guidance or reassurance or much needed grounding if that is part of the truth for you. I think holidays, especially Thanksgiving, can get a lot of hype and have a lot of energy around it. So I hope that this podcast brings you some grounding during this time and the knowing that you are not alone and maybe some tools or perspective to bring with you as you step into this holiday. And if this doesn't resonate with you at all, I hope that this can maybe shed some light on how other people experience these situations and how you can be a support system, how you can show up for others more compassionately and gracefully and be more present with the people you are with at this time. I want to start off by saying that I have an amazing relationship with my family and I am so excited to go home and visit my family in New York and to be with them for Thanksgiving I have generally really positive associations with this holiday and really positive feelings towards my family and grateful for the traditions and connections that we have created. However, with all of that being said, I do have a lot of trepidation and some fear and hesitation around going home. And that's part of what makes family so complicated and nuanced. And I think that many people can relate to some capacity of having mixed feelings about being with their family or going home for the holiday. And I think we should talk about that. I think one of the hardest parts about going back to your family, especially if you are going back somewhere that you used to live or that holds a lot of significance for you, is that you're going back, is that you're back in an old environment. For example, I'm going back to 
the home I grew up in, my childhood home that I lived my entire life. And so that holds an energy from my past. And it's very common for us to go back to old environments and to be back with our family and to resort to old relationship dynamics or have old patterns and behaviors come up. There's a saying, I forget exactly what it is, but it's something along the lines of, if you think you're spiritually evolved or if you think you're healed, spend some time with your family. (laughs) And I do believe that there's truth to that. Your family can really test you and your growth in ways that no one else can because they see you and know you and are connected to you in a way that no one else can be. I know for me, when I go back home, it can bring up memories and patterns from my past that are hard to sit with, that have impacted me, and that is even putting aside the holiday. So we're bringing that energy into the mix too, and that makes it all the more challenging. And that is the same with our relationships in our family. We have so many dynamics that happen in families and that you can't untangle that from a family holiday and from being with your family. So I think the most important thing is to go back with the awareness that things might come up and old patterns and old conversations and old ways of being might pop back up and you have to have grace with yourself if you resort to these old patterns or these old dynamics that you have worked hard to heal. I know that I constantly have to be kind to myself and forgive myself for not responding in the way that I wish I could or that I think I should be able to by now or that I'm able to in other environments with other people. And we also have to give that same grace to the people around us and remember that things may be coming up for them as well and they might not even have that awareness or that ability to consciously understand what is happening for them or what is coming up for them. So knowing that these dynamics might happen are it's really important. It can be helpful to prepare ourselves and to ground ourselves. And then on the other side of that, we have to give ourselves permission to show up as a new version of ourselves, to show up with our new tools and with our growth and with our change. And I recently did an episode on growth and evolution and I talk about how that can impact relationships. So if you haven't listened to that, I definitely recommend. I think that could be helpful for this time as well. But if you just go in with the intention to show up as the new version of yourself, to show up as who you are and to be confident and to be accepting of yourself and give yourself permission to take space and give yourself permission to take 
space to yourself, to take time to yourself if things get heated and to recenter yourself in who you are now and who you want to be and how you want to show up. I, for me, this is really important. For me, if I'm feeling overwhelmed or if I'm feeling like things are not unfolding as I want them to, or if I feel like I'm being activated and pushed towards a way of being that is no longer true for me, I will take some space to myself. I'll go outside in nature, I will meditate, I'll journal, or I'll just distract myself for a bit. I think distraction can be really helpful in these times and it's important to find the balance between distraction that's helpful and healthy and distraction that is numbing and disassociating and harmful. So figuring that out for yourself is very important. But taking that space for yourself can be vital to you having the experience that you want to and that you deserve to in these dynamics. And I think every family is different and every holiday and every experience is different. There might be space to have more open, deep conversations with people and to be really honest with how you're feeling and what's coming up for you and maybe working through things with the people around you. And there might also not be space for that and it might be important to be more lighthearted and play games and shift the energy when things feel heavy. Again, it's so personal and it's so specific to what is going on for you and your family and that dynamic. So feeling into that and being really present with yourself and present with your intuition and trusting yourself. But all of that is true regardless of this specific holiday. All is all of that is true whenever you're with your family, whenever you're in a tricky dynamic, whenever you're going back to something from the past. But Thanksgiving specifically brings a whole other layer of challenge and complication because of its reputation and association around food. I believe many of us have complicated relationships with food, whether we are present with or conscious of them or not. And that can show up even more severely when we are around family who may or may not also be conscious or unconscious of their relationships with food and body and movement and all the things. As someone in recovery from an eating disorder, I used to avoid Thanksgiving because of its relationship with food. And not because I've had my own negative experiences necessarily with food, but because food and Thanksgiving are so intertwined. Food defines Thanksgiving. Food defines most holidays. And it's not always spoken about in a healthy way. And because of that, I had a negative energy around Thanksgiving. And also because I would remember how I used to handle Thanksgiving and how I used to eat on that day. And 
I would also remember how the people around me used to approach Thanksgiving and how they ate and how they talked about food and body. And I didn't want to be around that and I didn't know how to handle that at that time. Our society has normalized comments like, oh, it's Thanksgiving, so these calories don't count, or using Thanksgiving as a time to eat in really unhealthy ways and not eat anything at all all day and then really overeat and then comment on how you are going to work it all off or not eat tomorrow or how you would never eat this if it wasn't Thanksgiving or using it as a time to comment on other people's food and what's on their plate and how much they're eating and the fact that races have become really popular on Thanksgiving Day. Not that that is a bad thing inherently, like that's fine if you enjoy to run or go for a walk or be with your family and celebrate that event. But the fact that that stems from the belief that we have to do this before we eat. That's where it comes from. And that's not okay. (laughs) The food is beautiful. Food should be enjoyed and used as celebration. And it's so fun for everyone to make their favorite foods and have traditions around food for Thanksgiving but we shouldn't be restricting ourselves before or after because of it. And we shouldn't be making comments around the food because of it. We should be present and enjoying it and moving on with our lives. And that's not usually what happens. And that's not usually how Thanksgiving is portrayed or experienced. And I hope that we can change that. And I think that talking about it is the first step, as with many things, because many people just aren't aware of this. They may not be aware of the comments they're making and the impact that it can be having. And they may not be aware that it's even negative or unhelpful to have these beliefs in the first place. Society is so rooted in diet culture, so intertwined with unhealthy beliefs and patterns around food that people are just not aware that it's unhealthy. And bringing their awareness to it is a good place to start. And opening up the conversation is how we do that. With that being said, It is no one's responsibility to educate other people on healthy behaviors around food and healthy conversations around food and movement, especially if you are in recovery from an eating disorder. I myself often have not felt comfortable bringing that conversation up or pointing out to someone that what they said is not healthy because I've been in my own process and I just haven't had that confidence in that ability. And I don't know where I'm at with that now. First of all, I hope that I don't have to talk about it. (laughs) I hope that there's no conversation around that and no negative comments. But unfortunately, I think in many families and many 
worlds that is hard to avoid. And in the past, it's been too exhausting and overwhelming for me to approach that conversation. But now that most people in my family and in my life know about my recovery, I think it's a different conversation, but still it is not anyone's responsibility to take on the responsibility of educating someone else on these topics. I believe the priority is maintaining our own peace and our own presence and our own mental and physical and emotional health. And often the way to do that is to tune out the noise, to take space when we get overwhelmed, and to rely on our tools to get us through. We have to be really grounded and rooted in our truth and what we believe so that we are not infiltrated by the beliefs of the people around us. And this is not only for food, although that is definitely something to hold on to during this holiday, but also with anything that may come up in big family gatherings, politics, heated conversations about different opinions and perspectives and beliefs with any topic that your family talks about. Another reason why family conversations are so challenging is because you're so closely connected to them and also you may be so different and you may not see eye to eye and that can be really challenging especially when you bring in the tendency to fall into old patterns and to fall into old ways of being that bring you back to old versions of yourself versus the more newly resourced and attuned version of yourself that you are now. And so that's why we really need to have ways to bring us back to our center. Because when you layer on food dynamics and family dynamics, it can get very sticky. And if you are someone listening who has never thought about these associations with food as negative or has never questioned comments around food and movement and Thanksgiving, I would really take time to look into that and question it and maybe be present and aware of the thoughts that come up around food during this time and the comments that you might feel tempted to make and what you are watching other people do, what you are watching yourself do, what you are regulating and restricting and compensating around. I would just get curious because you might be surprised and this is where you can really have more compassion for other people and really show up for others in a kinder way. When we are questioning what we used to think was normal and realizing how much we're impacted by it and also how much we can impact others by our words and our actions, we can change the narrative, we can change the energy 
and we can change the relationship. I believe especially with food, we don't know what's going on for someone. And it's better to be overly cautious than not. So to avoid all comments around yours or other people's food choices, around their plates, around their bodies, around movement, if they exercised or not, if you exercised or not, what you ate before, what you ate after, just any comments, they're just not helpful. They're not needed. And to really focus on the gratitude. That's what Thanksgiving's about. And of course, Thanksgiving has its own controversial, complicated, deep history that we're not going to get into here. But the root of why we celebrate it now presently is gratitude. And to really focus on the gratitude for everything in your life, everyone in your life, and what is going on for you in that moment. We should be celebrating the abundance of food around us and our abundance in accessibility to food. And we should be focusing on the gratitude we have for our bodies and the way that they move and the way that they digest food. And we should be celebrating the relationships and family in our life and our ability to be with our families. And if you are not able to be with your family, I have been there and I know it can feel isolating and heartbreaking. And I hope that you acknowledge that and welcome that feeling and sit with that and find ways to soothe yourself. Find ways to make this special for you no matter what. And we sometimes need to remind ourselves that we can create new traditions. We don't need to do things exactly how they were done in the past if they no longer serve us. If those rituals and routines no longer make us happy, if they no longer serve who we are now, if they don't impact us positively, we are allowed to choose something new. And we don't have to explain ourselves And we don't have to sacrifice our well-being for the same old routine and to keep other people comfortable and to go with the flow and to just keep things status quo. We are allowed to choose something new. We are allowed to ruffle feathers if that's what serves us. And I think that that's really important to remember whether you are by yourself this holiday, with someone new this holiday, or going back to your family. Again, I think it comes back to, as always, leaning into your intuition and following what is right for you. And if you don't have the ability or capacity to really honor exactly what you need, it is extra important to find pockets of space for yourself. And to find ways to have deep connections and lighthearted, heart-open, heartfelt, authentic connections with people. Because sometimes all it takes is for us to shift the energy, for us to shift where the conversation is going, where the energy is directing, and that can transform the whole experience. So we don't always have to worry about how other people are going to 
show up or what other people are going to say or talk about or think if we decide to take the reins and shift the energy in a way that is better suited for everyone involved. For me, my approach to Thanksgiving this year will be a combination of everything I just discussed because this will be the first in the past six years I've only been home for Thanksgiving once and it was challenging it was two years ago I was still in treatment and it was hard and now I'm in a different place and I'm grateful for that but going home and being around family and being around these conversations can still be challenging for me so I'm going to lean into my intuition and my energy to assess what I need in each moment and I know that that is going to be maintaining my routine making sure to wake up and meditate and stretch and do my yoga and journal and be outside and also to take space for myself during the event and if I need to stepping outside by myself taking some time to meditate by myself, listening to some music, calling a friend, or going on Instagram to distract myself. Or it might be opening up a conversation about a comment someone said, or pulling my mom to the side and telling her that I need help with something. Or it might be changing the topic and talking about something more lighthearted and asking people if they want to play a game or asking if someone else wants to go on a walk with me. So there's so many different ways to handle these situations and we just have to find the approach that best suits our needs and going in knowing that it might be challenging because if we have that awareness, we can go in already centered, already grounded, already prepared and rooted in ourselves and also go in with compassion and with understanding and with acceptance and the ability to know that we don't have to latch on to others' beliefs and we don't have to let others' struggles or others' projections take up space in our heart and in our mind and in our bodies. And after the event after Thanksgiving is over, really assessing how you're feeling, noticing if any thoughts are coming up for you, if any feelings are approaching, if you're feeling exhausted, if you're feeling relieved, if you're feeling grateful, if past beliefs are coming up, if you're having urges around anything, just notice. Notice what is coming up for you and Find ways to meet your needs, to replenish and nourish yourself in all the ways that you need to, and to take care of yourself because we can often think we're fine and then notice how we're impacted afterwards and to start to resort to old behaviors and patterns afterwards without really being aware. So continuing to have an open dialogue with yourself to continue to question yourself and to be open to understanding yourself and getting to know yourself better through this process because the most important thing is that you take care of yourself. The most important thing is that your needs are met and that you're okay and that you leave grounded and rooted in who you are.
one mantra I always repeat to myself, especially when I'm eating with other people or other people are making comments about behaviors that they have that really impact me is different bodies, different needs. And I repeat that to myself all the time. Different bodies, different needs. They can do that and that's fine for them. I need to do what I need to do for me. If you struggle with any sort of disordered relationship or healing any relationship with food, body, movement, that might be helpful for you as well. Or your challenges around this holiday may be something completely different. It could be your relationship with your parents. So you can tell yourself, I'm confident and grounded in who I am. Or you could say, the only person who needs to understand me is me. Those are some examples. Of course, depending on your specific situation, you can customize it. But I think going in with a mantra can be really helpful to just lay that foundation for anything else that happens or any other tools that you rely on. I will definitely be utilizing my yoga practices and my herbal remedies and my journaling and my knowledge about my human design and the human design of the people in my family to help me navigate these situations. So if any of that feels like it could be helpful for you and you want some guidance or some more insight, please reach out. I would really love to support you during this time. I know how challenging and complicated and overwhelming holidays and food and family can be. So I think, you know, we're all in this together, (laughs) as they say. But I really hope that we can all focus on the gratitude and on the connection and on abundance and, and love. And remind yourself, I can trust myself. I can trust myself and lean on myself and support myself no matter what happens during this time. I hope that you're listening to this podcast thinking, I have no idea what she's talking about. I love Thanksgiving. I love my family. I have only positive associations with all of it. Amazing. I love that for you. And if that's not the case, I hope that you are listening to this thinking, I can lean on some of these tools and I can support myself and I'm going to be okay because the truth is that you are. No matter what, I hope that this provides you some support, some insight, some hope, some guidance, some love and I hope that you have a really really beautiful Thanksgiving wherever you are wherever it finds you however you are and that you take really really good care of yourself thank you so much for joining me on this episode of intuitively wild the podcast I hope it helped deepen your connection to yourself sparked some insights and inspired you to live intuitively wild If you enjoyed this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you would share it with others and leave a rating and review. And please reach out to me. I would love to connect with you. I will see you next time for more magic.